TransactionStreet.com is a fantastic visualization of the Bitcoin and Ethereum blockchain. You see all the different transactions that are happening in real time. Each little person here on the screen is a transaction. As you can see, there are many people or many transactions waiting on the, the Bitcoin um, side and on the Ethereum side, now transactions are pouring in. So even though the blocks for Ethereum are a lot faster, there's still a lot of Ethereum transactions that are clogged up and waiting to pass. And the, the amount of gas that has, been, has to be paid at the moment is pretty high. So definitely not good. The median transaction fee on Ethereum side is at $3.42. So not much lower than on Bitcoin. So something definitely has to happen for the scalability and the fees for Ethereum to succeed and bring a lot more users into the DeFi space. And you might have heard of Reddit and on Reddit, they introduced recently these moons and bricks tokens. They're like ERC20 tokens. They're running on the Ethereum testnet. And they've realized that it's actually very expensive to send all these tokens and perform transactions on, on Reddit. Uh, using the Ethereum blockchain. So what they did is they, they, they organized the Bake Off to find a, maybe a company that can help them. And this is an example of one of companies who stepped up and offered a solution. And this company is called Starkware. We've already talked a little bit about Starkware. They use zero knowledge technology to batch transactions up together to make them a lot faster and a lot cheaper. And this is actually pretty interesting what they are uh, are presenting and want to integrate into Reddit. So here, I'll play this for you. This is Reddit's front page. It looks like, well, Reddit's front page, with one important addition. We've built a Chrome extension that connects it to Ethereum mainnet via Stargex. Here is a moment of Reddit happiness. Alice loves this post, so she gives the user who wrote it a tip and signs the tip with her wallet of choice. We support many of the most popular wallets. Alice uses her MetaMask wallet. So I think that's great. So that means this integration would allow, would allow Reddit users to tip each other without paying crazy fees through the inter integration of a StarkX. And how this is possible? Well, qu quickly look at the rest of this video. To power Reddit's point economy, we swap out its centralized database, replacing it with the decentralized Ethereum mainnet through the StarkX scalability engine for scale. This scale allowed us to take all 300,000 transactions and put them right on Ethereum's mainnet. You can see the actual transaction for yourself on Etherscan, the number one Ethereum block explorer. But that's a bit succinct for 300,000 transactions, isn't it? So we built the StarkX Batch Explorer to allow zooming in on individual transactions such as tips and subscriptions. So I think that's fantastic. So they managed to batch around 300,000 transactions into one Ethereum transaction and they created this um, Batch Explorer in order for users to look at their individual, maybe Reddit, uh, transactions that they've done. So I think this is great. I think Starkware has been doing a fantastic job integrating the zero knowledge proof technology into their uh, technology stack and allowing Reddit users to send these transactions. So it's not implemented yet. This is just a proposal and it does look very pr promising. Now let's continue with decentralized finance. I'm a big fan of everything decentralized finance and I like to look at the numbers of what's happening in the space. The total decentralized exchange volume for the last 24 hours is at 254 million US dollars. And the total decentralized exchange USD volume in the last seven days is at 1.8 billion US dollars. So crazy amount of growth. Here you can see them, the top decentralized exchanges by volume, the top 24 in the last 24 hours. So you've got the top leader is Uniswap. Then you've got Curve Finance, Xerox, Balancer, Kyber, DYDX, um, Banker Network. So yeah, 
Uniswap has got a massive amount of the pie in terms of trading volume. So it's got around 40% of the trading volume, which is 104 million US dollars. And the second in the list is Curve Finance with 77 million US dollars. So a lot of things are happening. A lot of people are starting to trade in the decentralized finance space are using these exchanges, these decentralized exchanges. And here you've got the daily DEX volume as a bar chart. And you can see like on, on July the 15th, it was super slow and you can see how fast this is growing on July 25th or even 24th, you've got a lot of volume, 108 million US dollars for Uniswap and 149 million for Curve. And this, this volume is, is just growing. I don't even know what, what the amount is going to be at the end of um, next month, at the end of August or at the end of this year. Very difficult to predict the amount of trading volume that's going to be happening on these decentralized exchanges. But the great thing is it's decentralized and nothing can stop them. Yeah, nothing can stop them. Uh, the weekly DEX volume, here's also a very good representation of how fast the space is growing especially in the trading yeah, the, the trading sector. So here you've got DYDX, and of course, like we mentioned before with Uniswap leading the race. And yeah, this is, this is great. So you can, you can definitely see how fast it's growing. If you look at March, we had a, a spike there and then it went down a little bit, but now in July, it just exploded, went through the roof. And I don't think it's gonna stop anytime soon. So it might go down a little bit and then afterwards, this massive growth that, that we see here is probably gonna look like the growth that we see that happened on the 9th of March. So uh, in comparison, very small. And if there are any other ones, I recommend that you check this out for yourself. I couldn't go over everything, but I think it's super interesting. I got these graphs from Dune Analytics. I'll put the link down below so you can look at it. Next, let's talk about something super important for decentralized finance. And it's in the word, the decentralization. And decentralization at the end is not possible without some form of completely decentralized autonomous organization. And many different dApps are going in this direction. You've got Compound Finance with their comp tokens. You've got MakerDAO. And now, newly, you've got Synthetics. So Synthetics is a derivatives uh, trading exchange, which also allows you to trade on the derivatives of cryptocurrencies, but also on commodities and forex prices, and hopefully in the future, stocks. Now, the biggest problem with such an exchange is that they attract the attention of regulators, especially US regulators. And now that they're moving towards a completely decentralized autonomous organization in three parts, they will hopefully manage to escape the grasp of these regulators. So Synthetics is gonna move with three DAOs towards complete decentralization. And the first one is the protocol DAO, which controls protocol upgrades and variable configuration. And this is super important because smart contracts, they might be completely secure, but they might still need to be updated or there might be some kind of bug and the smart contract needs to be stopped temporarily. But this control should not be centralized. Uh, many people should be able to vote on whether smart contracts should be stopped or not. And this is very important. So the protocol DAO ensures that the control is decentralized, but it also makes sure that the protocol can be updated, can be um, changed, passed, and many other variable configurations. So that's very important. The second DAO is for funding, and this is a grants DAO, which funds public goods in the synthetics ecosystem. That means new projects, maybe, and new oracles that have to be integrated or maybe the addition of um, 
stock since you can imagine maybe an S Tesla or a S UBS or something like that. And all these decisions have to be done by a decentralized autonomous organization and they also have to receive funding for it. And that would be done through the grants DAO. And last but not least is the Synthetics DAO, which manages and deploys funds to contributors and other project needs. So that's more or less uh, an administrator fund, which allows the company to grow, but still in a decentralized manner. So I think it's great that Synthetics is moving towards a completely decentralized autonomous organization. And yeah, there's a lot of good that come, come out of that. First of all, regulators are not going to be able to step on Synthetic's toes trying to prevent them from selling unlicensed securities or unlicensed um, derivatives or whatever kind of regulation that pops up in their head. Basically, Synthetic's can just move forward with what kind of derivatives they want and they can start conquering the traditional derivatives market, which, like I mentioned before, is just crazy massive in terms of US dollars. It's like, in the, it's like I think, in a 50 trillion plus 100 trillion, something like that. Let, let me read this. If you think that the derivatives market is small, according to the most recent data from the Bank for International Settlements, BIS, for the first half of 2019, the total nominal amount outstanding for contracts in the derivatives market was an estimated 640 trillion US dollars. So if, if, if Synthetics just manages to garner a small percentage of that market, well, you can do the calculations on your own, but it's definitely going to mean a multiple trillion US dollar market cap just for one project. And I'm sure the whole decentralized finance space is going to be <clears throat> leading the charge, not only Synthetics. So this was a little bit to put it into perspective why I think it's fantastic that the Synthetics DAP has moved towards a completely decentralized autonomous organization. They are unstoppable right now. Nothing can stop them, no regulators and so on. So let's continue with uh, another <laughs> piece of information about synthetics. And then that's the last one for this video. And that is synthetics has been added to the OKEx crypto exchange, which is also definitely good. Any type of um, tokens added to popular exchanges is great. Now, I think what's very important is uh, this statement by Vitalik Buterin and uh, it's about the security of decentralized finance smart contracts. And I think it's very important because sometimes I see on my videos, many people that are commenting, is this so safe? Is that safe? Is this market contract safe? Is this DeFi platform or DeFi app safe? And so on. And the thing is, I cannot give any guarantees if something is <laughs> going to happen or not, if your funds are going to disappear. So I feel like it's very important to keep this statement from Vitalik Buterin in your mind before you invest your life savings. So Bertrand said that the interest rates are exponentially higher than traditional banks, meaning DeFi products are far riskier and have a much higher chance of breaking. Keep that in mind. The higher the return on investment for a certain asset, the higher the risk. <laughs> so definitely yield farming with their 100% APR is definitely going to be a lot riskier than locking up your die on compound finance. Keep that in mind. So DeFi is still fine, but don't act like it's a place where you should advocate for a lot of regular users to put their life savings into. So I definitely do not advocate it for anyone to put their life savings into DeFi. I just like to make some videos for people to learn about it and maybe experiment with this new technology, but definitely not to put their whole life savings into this, uh, this experiment, this technology experiment, even though it's got a lot of potential it can still break. 
And with that said, if you've got a lot of money in the DeFi space, then I highly recommend that you open a smart contract insurance with maybe uh, providers such as Nexus Mutual. They're not that expensive. Definitely, you're going to suffer a little bit on the APR that you'll be receiving per year. You're going to get a little bit less APR, but you're going to be able to to, to sleep um, safe and soundly at night knowing that you're your, your savings are not going to disappear thanks to this smart contract insurance. So that's something that I wanted to hammer into your heads. If you're watching, if you're a subscriber, please be safe. Do not put more into the DeFi space that you're um, willing to lose, especially if you go into much riskier projects such as um, yield farming and so on, which I definitely do not recommend going into. So last but not least, I want to talk to you about the Ethereum 2.0 Medalla testnet. And there's a launch pad that is newly available that you can use to become a validator. Now I won't go through the whole launch pad because the Prism validator is still not integrated with this launch pad and I want to wait for the Prism validator to be available and integrated into the launch pad for me to show it to you. But I'll just quickly go through a few interesting things about the launch pad. So if you want, you can try it out. So if you scroll down below, you see the current network status 328 million girly ETH have been sent to the deposit contract. And the, for the Ethereum 2.0 phase zero to start the Genesis block, 524 million 288 girly ETH have to be sent to the deposit contract and that's 16,384 validators. So still quite a few remaining. If you go down, this is quite interesting. You can see the staking and rewards. I've also had quite a few people ask me about those. And this is a nice scrolling wheel. So you can go down and you can see based on the amount of girly ETH that is um, staked, you earn a percentage reward per year. APR stands for annual percentage return. So with 524 million staked, the annual percentage return would be 21%, which is uh, definitely a fantastic return rate. And as more girly ETH is staked, then the APR goes down. So even with like 5 million girly ETH um, staked, the APR is still going to be at 6.9%, which is pretty good. Um, so you can play around with this. You can also try and send to the deposit contract if you want to participate. I'll definitely be making a video about the Medana testnet. I'm not sure if uh, the Prism Validator Prilabs team are going to be able to um, integrate it in time. I have to see about that. So yeah, if you scroll down, you've got some more information about the timeline and milestones. What I think is great is when you click on get started, it will tell you everything you need to know about being a validator, about locking up your ETH, that it will be locked away for more or less two years. You won't have any access to it. You cannot withdraw from um, your deposit contract onto phase two. So that's something that you have to be aware of. And that's why you're paying such, oh, that's why you're receiving such a high APR because you won't be, have access to your ETH right now and you won't be able to maybe sell this ETH and gain some profits because the price of ETH increased. And last but not least, I found a funny uh, website if you're interested in betting on the outcome of ETH 2 launch, if it's going to happen in November or not. So it's on omen.eth it's a decentralized application that allows for users to bet on different outcomes and this outcome is will ethereum 2.0 phase you launch before 2021 and here you can bet on it and the outcome probability yes is 64 percent and the price of that is 0.64 cents and if you believe that ethereum 2.0 is not going to launch 
in 2020, then you could buy the no token. And each of those is 0.36 cents. So a very interesting concept if you want to uh, bet with someone um, or if you want to just hedge against uh, the fact that it might not launch. I don't know. I thought it would be interesting to share. So with that said, I hope you found this video interesting and I'll catch you in the next one. If you've got any comments, leave them down in the comment box below. With that said, I'll catch you in the next one. Have a good one. Bye-bye.